You're listening to Life's Too Sport, the sport podcast from Now TV. And it's live! Well, not really. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Life's Too Sport, the podcast that extracts specks of gold from the gritty pebble dash of this week's big sporting stories. Talking of nuggets, we have the Sam Allardyce and Steve Bruce of podcast land in the shape of Josh and Joe. Hello. Hi, hi guys. Good afternoon. Do you want to know who's Sam Allardyce and who's uh, Steve Bruce? I'm rolling myself out of the running for Steve Bruce already. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, you're right to say that because uh, you're the Sam Allardyce of uh, podcast land. I'll take that. You're bold as brass and you're renowned for your long balls. <laughs> as for you, Josh. Wow. <laughs> I've been gone a few weeks. I know. Things have that. changed. Okay, things have changed. Cool. Steve, <laughs> this went south quick. <laughs> Josh, you, you're the Steve Bruce, uh, lovable rogue. With a penchant for sausage rolls. I haven't had a sausage roll in about two years. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll discount that then. You can just be Josh today. I had to lose four stone, Andy. So sausage oh, rolls right. had to go. So maybe you can be Sam Allardyce and Steve Bruce, Joe. Yeah, rolled, yeah. In, rolled into one. No. You can be one. I'll just be Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Talking of sta- Sam Allardyce, he's got the big job. Yes. The yeah, biggest indeed. job in football. Is it? Mm. The biggest job in football, really? Well, well in Sam Allardyce's mind, it, it is yeah, a probably. big deal. Yeah. But is he the right appointment or is it a desperate measure? Joe? There's a lot of debate around this, isn't there? A lot of people are saying we should have just gone for a foreign manager um, because the English managers probably aren't up to scratch. My choice was Eddie Howe. Uh, I've said that from the start. I think Eddie should have gone in. Um, what, what, why? Young manager. He's innovative. He's got ideas. And I think he he's someone that could stick around for a while and learn along the way. Right. Could he be a number two? I don't think so. He's, not, Sam, he's, not, a num- he's not a number two. But Sam Allardyce really got his number two anyway. Sammy Lee. Is Sammy Lee going? Sammy Lee is, he gonna is be, uh, the number two, yeah. The cone man. He is the cone man. Right. Okay. Yes, that has been decided. So, are you? Uh, have you got big expectations for England under Sam? I I do have big expectations. I mean, Sam was kind of the first, you know he's the first manager to come into the uh, come into football and swap things around with his modern ideas of right. nutrition and how people should how players should be eating, training stuff like this. Um, and I think his man management is going to work on the international stage. It did well at club level and I think it would do well with the in, at the international stage because a lot of these players after the Euros probably be a bit um, a bit downhearted and not full of confidence and it will be the right man to kind of bring them back up. You know, your Deli Alleys, your Jamie Vardy's, players like that, that and Harry Kane especially that definitely didn't perform as well as maybe they should have done. Yeah, he's very innovative. innovative. He used there. to... Yeah, I got there in the end. He used to like uh, spend most of his time in the stands and then come down at half time to give them a rollicking. Yeah, so it, that was quite that was quite a lot of managers a lot of managers do that. A lot of assistant managers do that. They'll they'll sit up in the uh, stands in the first half and they'll go down to get the big the picture. Manager. Yeah. I right. think it's a good idea. I think I like that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And G- Josh any uh, I hear you're not a big fan of Sam Allardyce, are you? Um 
I'm not not a big fan of Salad Sam Allardyce. Um, for me, I it's not it's it's I think there's something fundamentally broken with English football from the ground up. Um, you look at you, you look at the teams that are most successful in these European tournaments from a European perspective, and I'm going off of Germany and Spain. Um, these are players that have gone out across the world in some in some cases and learned different types of football, different types of ethos um, in different countries, and they've learned more about the game as a consequence. They've also kept a pool of great talent together through yeah. a generation. So Germany's a prime example of that, of, you know, they all come through at 25 and they're all superhuman at football because they've been playing together as a team yeah. from 10 years old. England, none of our players go abroad. Yeah, true. So they don't learn anything other than Premier League football. I think they go to Benidorm like, in the summer. They go to Benidorm in the summer and Magaluf and uh, <laughs> Thailand. Um not to put all three of those in the same in the same conversation, but um, you know it's it's a very insular group of players that refuse to leave the country because they want to play for the teams that they wanted to play for growing up, and that's absolutely fine. Of course, we'd all each one of us in this room love to play for Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, we'd all love to do that, but for me as a as a professional. In any type of type of sense, if I want a certain job, but I can't get it in the company I always wanted to, but yeah. that opportunity comes up somewhere else, I'd go and do that so that maybe the one that I do want to go and work for can come will come in for me. So when you think of these like top level English players who play twenty two times in the Premier League for a top level side, yeah, versus Iniesta who plays. 56 games for Barcelona or whatever. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Very good point. Do you see Very what I mean? Point. So it's like, one, you're then, you're really narrowing your experience levels, your CV. You're not yeah. getting the good uh, good experience outside of the um, UK. You're also not playing as much and therefore your quality dips. You might be innately talented at something. That doesn't mean you should necessarily walk into the international side because you play for Manchester United. That's a case in point, actually, because, you know, I do have a go at Spurs on occasions, but it's like a a big fish in a small pool. And so, for for instance, Deli Alli played 22 games in, in the Premier League, but when it came to the international stage, he fell well short. Same with Harry Kane. There's no... There's no uh, external experiences to draw upon, and I think that's what Josh is. Uh, yeah, talk so, about how. But then the question could also be: How do you get those external experiences? The only way you're going to be able to do that is by being having it thrust upon you in the first place. You've got. You've, there got, is, you've, but got, you've got to enter that stage at some point. Yeah, but at the know, same time, they'll learn from these experiences. They either learn or they or they go under. Their confidence is they're scarred. They they will be scarred from that experience. But, but you think about the, the amount of players that haven't performed at these international stages. Wayne Rooney's the one that really stands out. He's been around for years and he's never performed at these. But he's never played out. Stages. He's never played outside of England, and that's and that's the case in point. And now they've got an English manager. Who's never managed outside of England, and he's managed exactly. The, this o- is, the, this o- the only player yeah. that I can think of 
at this time that has played outside of England yeah. whilst they've been involved with the international team is David Beckham. And he was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good. Okay, uh, so... In, against Greece. Um, is, but do you know what? Oh, I mean, one, so more, my, my last, one more point my, my, my last point about it is um, we now have a very sort of in Big Sam, we have um, someone who does like to man-manage on that sort of individual basis. Um, I don't think it's... Um, I, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think he'll take them back to the basics because that's what's missing from that team. That's it, right. It, it's, yeah. There's so much superstardom and there's so much talent and there's so much innate quality um, that they practice week in, week out, day in, day out at their professional club. I think they go to the England team and they sit around and sort of talk about tactics and don't really take it right back to the basics of what is the England England team's identity. They, yes, they they like that identity and maybe Big Sam can bring that back. Yeah. Let's hope. He's, a, he's on a two-year contract, so uh, we'll wait. And the jury's still out, but um, mm. good luck, Big Sam. Um, well, that's the view from uh, the sofa. Uh, we went out to speak to the man on the street and the women and the woman on the street to find out their views. <laughs> what about the children? And the children. No children. No one under 18 is allowed to feature in uh, this podcast for uh, legal reasons. But, um, yeah. That's horrifying and I'm not going to pull at <laughs> that thread. Talking of threads. Um, here we go. Who or what is Big Sam? Uh, big fan of, uh, of Big Sam. Uh, I think he'll do a good job. Uh, he's the type of manager that just, just goes in and gets a job done. It's a great appointment, Big Sam. He'll take on all comers. He'll beat every manager up in the world. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. We're going to win the World Cup and then we're going to retain the World Cup. We're going to win the Euros in between. Come on, England. I think it's a good appointment because um, it's good to have someone with a bit more charisma because Roy Hodgson was a little bit boring to watch as a manager. Keeping with the theme of bilious amounts of hot air, with the Premier League starting in just over two weeks, the football world is rife with spe speculation at the moment in regards to the transfer market. Transfer market. Is anyone up to date with the up to speed with the transfer goings I, on? I refuse to read transfer rumours. Because they're all the same. Okay, all the Josh, time. Josh, I like the way you're going with this. Let's have Rant of the week. I can feel it coming on. Okay, it's wait for the, the jingle and uh, it's all yours. I'm going on a rant here. So unexpectedly then, I'm now ranting about transfer rumours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I, where you were headed. Expect the unexpected in yeah. this podcast. Just ramp it up. So uh, transfer rumours are pointless and they are, um, they are nothing but lies and deceit from the media. But um, I think that's what gets fans ex fans excited. No, it doesn't. Well, it, the media know that. It doesn't, and, yeah. and that's why and that's why they do exactly the speculation. All I've ever found with transfer rumors is uh, if you're a, so take myself as a Manchester United fan. This Pogba rumor that's going around it divides all of us all of the time. There's two types of people in this world for Manchester United fans: people who are like, "Yeah, Pogba is going to be the best <laughs> thing ever," and there's the second type of Manchester United fan, myself. Why would we buy a player for £110 million? What's the point? There's no point. And I'm, 
we've had so many um, over the last couple of years, so many people who uh, lead us on, Ramos, um, uh, Fabregas, Pedro, all of them who go, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'll come and sign for United. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be, good. It'd be a great crack. And then they go, I'm staying with this club or going to another club for a cheaper thing than what we were saying. I don't want Pogba at Manchester United. But if you had him. If it wasn't for transfer rumours, then Andy wouldn't have anything to get excited about as an Arsenal fan. That's true. But Ooh. he would also <laughs> have... But what's more exciting, it's, it's, I, it's like constant, constant bitter disappointment in your mouth. You read this rumour that goes out across the world saying, Cristiano Ronaldo is returning to Manchester United after blah, 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 time away. Uh, and it's like, yeah, great, fantastic. I'm really excited for that. And it's like, yeah, it's never going to happen. It's true. And, you know, as an Arsenal fan, Joe, you know, you alluded to it. Um, I, I don't listen to them. Being an Arsenal fan, I know if, if a transfer rumour is in the paper, it's not, it's not real. Exactly. In regards yeah. to Arsenal, it's just they know Arsenal are so desperate. Arsenal fans are so desperate for any kind of like uh, movement in the transfer market. Then they, they can just make up anything. Yeah, transfer rumours have broken Arsenal fans. They have. Transfer they have. They have broken Arsenal full stop. <laughs> well, because <laughs> like every season, it's who is it? Uh, Higuain. Oh, Higuain. Benzema. Overrated. Cavani. Cavani. All three are always linked with Arsenal. I know. When are any of the three of them ever going to go? Cavani's always valued at 55 million well, Higuain, for some reason. Higuain's already left. Oh, exactly. He's gone to uh, uh, Juventus for rumoured Pogba money. Yes. But I think don't I th- care. I think the Pogba deal is has been done. Yeah, don't want I'm it. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, Josh, how, you may not you, agree. How do you know that, Andy? Because because it's a rumor. It's a, no, it's, <laughs> it's a baseless <laughs> rumor. It's a rumor. <laughs> There's no evidence whatsoever but to suggest I think that it's actually happened. For Juve to spend 75 million euros or euros on Higuain, 29 year old Gonzalo Higuain, then they must have some money. Where did they get that money from? Manchester United. It's all rubbish. So it's they, you know Jose Jose's very clever. He's a very clever man, but um, I agree with you, Josh. You don't really need him. You know Joe Allen went to Stoke for thirteen million. He costs less than they're paying Pogba's age, agent. Exactly. This Apparently, is the, who oh, that's, spends, a, that's a rumor. Who spends one hundred and ten million pounds <laughs> on a person? Just going to throw that in there before we move on. Higuain is twenty eight. Thank you for that, Joe Stato. When's his birthday? Because he probably turns 29 <laughs> in like a week. Uh, December 10th. Yeah, so he'll be 29 yeah. as the season goes on. Okay. So basically, I think we're Ancient. at the stage where the I's are being dotted and the T's are being crossed. But talking of T's, I'd let that hang there for I know for where you're while. going with this. It's very clever. USA PGA this weekend. Joe, you love golf, don't you? Why? Uh, He's going to explain why. <laughs> Go on, impress me. <laughs> because Andy said so. <laughs> it's but a... you do love golf. It's, no, it's great. it's great to just sit there and watch, you know, when there's nothing else to do. You like to watch? Yeah. Mm. I have a tangent, a very quick tangent. <laughs> Go on. Um, so, you know we say we've got, we're, we're, we're lives to sport, right? Yeah. Would you say golf is more of a game? No, I think it's a sport. Would you say darts is a game? Yes. Because I lump it in with darts. Oh, I don't. And like, so then my question is, why is the Olympic Games, which is full of sports, 
called the Olympic Games? Why is it not the Olympic sports? That's that's a really interesting question. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because to me, the Olympic Games, being pedantic as I am, is the nation's top athletes at Scrabble and darts. And golf would be in there with me, for me, personally. Snooker as well. Um, snooker's a game, but some people refer to it as sport. Um, do you see what I mean? Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I can see where you're going. Um Talking of like the Olympic Games, which is coming up very soon, a lot of golfers are, are not <laughs> taking part in uh, the Olympic Games because of uh, an issue with mosquitoes. But you know we won't go, we won't delve too deeply on, on that. But just bring it back to the USA PGA, USA, the, the PGA? US PGA. What right. does PGA stand for? It's a good question. Joe, <laughs> I'm asking it? a genuine question. What does it stand for? Yeah, I know, and I'm saying it is a good question. Is it Pro Golf Association? Uh, it may well be. Okay, Joe. Well, tell us something that you do know about uh, the. Let's yeah. Let's mo- let's swiftly move on. Uh, so, do you want do you want the stat? Do you want the stat we spoke about earlier? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's go into that then. Okay. So, uh, five of the last six PGA Championship winners won their first major championship mm, there. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? So, you expect a uh, a, uh, a winner that's never won a major championship before? No, I'm backing Roy McIlroy. Yeah. For, for his third PGA Roy? Championship win. Rory. 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 Did <laughs> you call him Rory? Rory. No, no, I said Rory, but it just came out a bit wrong. It was one, it's one of those days. <laughs> Yeah, Rory, I'm backing him for his third. Um, he came into a bit of form at the end of the Open. so He was very inconsistent though, over the over the duration of the Brit- British Open. The Open. The Open, okay. I'm just like clarifying for non-golf fans out there. The Open. The Open Championship, yeah. No, I, I, th- <laughs> I think he came to... Why not? No, he, he, he came into form out of all the top players. Yeah. Sorry, the top players, inverted commas that we consider to be right up there. You know, you Jason Day, Jordan Spieth. Um, he was the one that I think came out on top out of those, you know, out of those, again, Verticom was big players. Right. So, I, I don't know. I'm back in Rory McIlroy. That's it. I yeah, have a golf it. question. Go. Shoot. Why is it called an open? Can anyone does that Does that, yeah. Does that mean anyone can play? I don't think so. I think there's a certain criteria that you have to meet. So it's so, not really open. Josh, you couldn't rock up with your golf clubs. So I, I couldn't just turn no. up and be like, give us a go, love. <laughs> you, 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 you would probably have to be defined as a professional golfer to do that. Didn't Andrew Johnston okay. do that at the, the Open Championship? He just turned up. He looked like it, though. Just like unshaven. That's, that's one Merson. That's one Merson's. Oh, what? Apparently, I'm calling Paul you Paul Merson now, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> the best compliment anyone's paid to me <laughs> ever. Um, okay, um, so we're looking forward to the golf this weekend. Rory, Rack, Ma- Rory, you're both Roy? struggling with it. Roy. I'm not even going to try because I don't want to. I'm going to walk away with my pride intact. He, he's channeling his inner Paul Merson. That's right. <laughs> okay, uh, hopefully uh, Rory can find his magic formula. Talking of f- formula, Formula One's back. He's doing so well with these links. Formula One's always I'm been back. Really it's just this. continued. <laughs> Formula One's back this week, and uh, Lewis Hamilton is going to the Lions Den, Germany, Nico Rosberg's home home nation. So, what do we expect? What um, can we look forward to? I know you, you're not a big uh, Formula One fan. I know Josh. what you can expect, though. 
What, what, lots of cars going around a track at speed. Um, there might be a crash. There'll be a really exciting first corner, and the last lap will be exciting. And who will win? Someone who drives professionally for a team. For example, I, I, I think you've Fiat. summed that up. No, quite Fiat well. aren't. No, Fiat don't do it, do they? Mercedes or Ferrari or McLaren. The Nostradamus of Did Formula you One. Nick Rosberg just driving around Germany a little Fiat Panda. It'd be so great. <laughs> It'd be so great. When, if you're like, and all these F1 cars just whizzing past him. Yeah. Talking of which, how how could three things that could make Formula One more exciting? They all get a budget of a thousand pounds to buy the best possible four door hatchback, and that's what they race in. Yeah, with gears. Yeah. So they have to change their own gears, not press a button. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. What about you, Joe? Any? I, I reckon they, they being a random panel, get to choose that a car, every car has to cut out at some point for 15 seconds. I reckon that would make things very interesting. Weapons. <laughs> no, we don't, don't go there. No, let's not go don't Mario. Go let's no, not, let's not go Mario Kart. Yeah, then that's... That, but... <laughs> That would be fantastic. Well, banana banana yeah, skins. Yeah, banana I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't mean like uh, rocket launch. Slip ups. Okay. So slip yes. ups. Yeah, like oil slips. slips. Oh, that yes. would be fantastic. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Okay, what about uh, banning pit crews and letting the drivers change their own tyres? <laughs> that would be excellent. Wow. That would be good, yeah. And uh, what else have I got? Um, penalty shootout midway through the race? No, that's, they just stop. In, that's incorporating two different sports here now. Yeah, yeah. you know, make it. Hybrid platform. Hybrid. Formula League. Premier One. No. Your, da- your, Danny, your Danny Ricardos will probably get out of the car and try and kick it over the goal, claiming that he's gone for... Uh, Aussie rules. Yeah, he's gone for Aussie rules. Well, Nico Rosberg would score every penalty, being yeah. German. Um, one last one. Karaoke. The winner of the race has to perform a karaoke song. That'd be, that would be entertaining. You know, you get some clips for YouTube out of that. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton could like... Uh, do Drake song, doing a Tyson Fury. Oh yeah, do yeah. you remember that? Mm, yeah, what did he sing? What did he, he was really good. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's it not, wasn't he's, that good. He's then. probably not the first. So Andrew Flintoff loved a bit of it, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I've seen him on uh, that program. I had an idea once to make all sports done on right. fields better. Yes. That's yeah. the one. Say it again, Josh. Uh, I had an idea once to make all sports done on like grassy fields better, and. Uh, so that's cricket, football, rugby, all of them. Yeah. Um, on every single pitch, randomly decided before the game, there is a small square, and that is a trapdoor. <laughs> <laughs> so, but very uh, concealed, obviously. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. So like, imagine that in cricket. Brilliant. Because you had like your cricket story you were telling us just before we started. Taking step back to catch a sky high oh, catch yeah, or yeah. whatever. Imagine that you're, going, you're you take your one <laughs> step back to take the sky high catch and you just whoom, straight through the trap door. Mm, yeah, that's happened a few times. <laughs> yeah. Through a trap door. Yeah, through the trap door. Yeah. <laughs> and you disappeared forever. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Where's Joe? Yeah. He's like washed out on a beach in Dover. <laughs> yeah. Got that's cold and lonely. I didn't pop up till the next week. Didn't brilliant. know what happened. Yeah. That's brilliant. So we got the German. Grand we could do that Prix. in uh, yeah. Let's get let's get let's swiftly moving on back to the German Grand Prix. <laughs> so that's uh, the race takes place on Sunday. Is that right, Joe? Yep, exclusively live. Exclusively live. What yeah. else do we have at the weekend? Uh, what else do we have at the weekend? That's a really good question. Transfer so... rumors, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, transfer rumors. Yep. 
So, this weekend, we've got an abundance of international Champions Cup action, including Celtic, Barcelona, Liverpool, AC Milan, PSG, Leicester. Uh, NatWest T20 Blast Cricket and Royal London One Day Cup action. Uh, and we've got a bit of boxing as well. We've got Luke Campbell versus Arginus Mendes. Luke Campbell, the Olympic gold medalist. Oh, what weight is that? That's WBC silver lightweight title. Silver? Is yes. It, is that a sort of weight category? I, I don't know. I don't know. You just read, uh, read, it, read I, I just read I, the I, words. I, 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 go, I go by the information that I read online. So. <laughs> Transfer rumours. And of course, German Grand Prix. Okay, brilliant. Okay, that's a wrap, I think. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And uh, have a great sporting week and we'll see you on the other side.